You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Welcome to Cannon Fodder, a behind-the-scenes look at the Glass Cannon Network. And happy Thanksgiving, Nash. It is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023, and I'm Joe O'Brien. And I couldn't hear the music in the Discord, so I didn't know the show was started. I'm Troy! And I uh, I poured myself a coffee uh, to have during the show, and then we bullshit for 20 minutes before we start recording, and now the coffee is, is gone. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Seconds before I went live with the open, I reached over and picked up a completely empty water glass. I didn't realize <laughs> that I had totally emptied it. So I've got no water. You've got no coffee. But we're professionals, LaValle. You know what? Let's just do a, a quick 10-minute fod, uh, and then we'll move on with our life. <laughs> a tight 10. We'll do our tight 10 version of the fod, and we'll get out of here quick. Actually, it will be a short episode this week. It's Thanksgiving week. It's Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving, Nash. Uh, there's there's not much in the in the realm of news. We'll talk about a couple things, uh, and then we'll just dig into episode ten of campaign two, and we'll talk about that for a little bit with some we are stupid, and of course, listener mail. I uh, got a couple questions from you guys because uh, you guys are the best. So uh, starting it off, kicking it off at the top with just quick news bites. Black Friday, we're we're doing a sale. Oh, people should know this. People should know Hot that sale. this Friday. Uh, when the Black Friday hits at midnight, right? Thursday at midnight going into Friday. You know, if they got people working, they'll start it up at midnight. But pretty much sometime Just on sometime Friday, Friday. <laughs> visit the store. You know, you'll see it on social media if you follow social media. Otherwise, just go to glasscannonnetwork.com slash store. And we've got items uh, as high as 85% off. Everything yeah. must go. Everything uh, must go. Yeah, but everything in the store is discounted by some way. And so, you know, we... we wait, we, wait. No, that can't be true. Dude, I every single item every in the store. Si- are you has telling some me discount. that there is a discount on the Glass Cannon Podcast Campaign Two Ugly Christmas Sweater? You Dis- can't. That's brand new. Discounted. Get ah! discounted. Oh! You know, the newer stuff has a lower discount than the the <laughs> stuff that's been sitting there for one percent off. Yeah, one percent. No, no. I think the lowest is like ten percent off or something. Yeah. So like everything, literally everything in the sale, uh, the store is on sale. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a great great time to grab something. If you've been like, oh man, I want to get that. I'll wait till it uh, goes on sale. We end up send, uh, selling out of a lot of our older merch uh, because, like I said, some of it's gonna be eighty five percent off. You can get a t shirt for three or four bucks. Uh, you know, we've got a couple like ladies tees that've been sitting around forever in one old shirt. Get rid of that shit for us. Otherwise, we're just gonna use it to wash our car um you know but it's a, you know it really helps us out at the end of the year uh, and uh, that's going to run all the way through cyber monday awesome awesome so all weekend yeah. long head over to glasscannonnetwork.com slash store for up to 85 percent off off very exciting um other news in other news there was a big release last week that we didn't talk about on Fodder uh, as it was coming up. At least I don't believe we did. Sometimes when I we do Fodder, I just black out and I forget what we talked about. But <laughs> did we discuss that Dungeons & Dragons Adventures launched, including Faster Purple Worm Kill Kill? It is. It's up and running. We did not talk about this. You know, I, yeah. got, a, I got a nice invite to the uh, party and I... Uh, to out in LA, they did a big, uh, like release party. They sent me an invite because I, I host one of the episodes of Faster Purple Room. I'm on another one. And, uh, so I texted Lillard. I was like, dude, should I fly out for this? Cause I will. But, uh, what? I you said, were going to fly out there for I that said, nonsense. I said I, can, I said, I can move mountains if you think this is worth me being at. And he's like, dude, don't worry about it. I would let you know. I was like, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but then I look at the pictures. I'm like, that looked like a really good time. I should have went just to hobnob. But, uh, yeah, they've launched this, uh, D and D adventures channel. There's like a cooking show. And obviously the one we're most excited about is faster purple worm kill kill. Uh, and, uh, you, you're on an episode that I'm uh, on an episode, I believe. I'm not sure. It's kind of hard to get real to get information on this. I guess you could just text Lillard, but like, I think we're. I think our episode that you ran is episode eight. Does that sound right to you? 
I can't remember if it's eight or ten because I'm on one. I'm on one with like Kate Micucci and uh, a couple other actresses, and then I, I host one with you. I don't know, are we supposed to say yeah? Because we've shown the clips. It's your the players are you, Mary Lou, Jared, and Alicia Marie. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I, I can't remember what episode it is, but I'm sure if you follow their social media, Beale and Grimm social media, I think they're going to like every yeah. week say, hey, this is this week's episode. Yeah, follow social, uh, Beale and Grimm's on social media for any updates there to see if you can catch it. Now, only I think one episode or maybe two have released. So we're still very, very early on. Keep an eye on it. And it is tricky. So this this channel is on Freebie or Pex or something. Picks? I can't remember. But th- if if uh, if you have Amazon, it's on Freebie, and it's free to watch live TV. Now, that's the tricky part. I-, I may be getting this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's not on demand. You can't just go, like, find it and watch past episodes. You have to watch it live streaming. And it's on Fridays, Thursdays, Thursdays at 9 o'clock Eastern and 9 <laughs> o'clock Pacific. So yeah. it runs twice in a night, basically. We're not doing a good job of promoting it because nobody <laughs> is, dude. Nobody is. It's very hard to understand. Yeah, I mean, like, this this is a new these things work. These, this is a new thing. It's called a fast channel. You know, it's like they rather than like selling this to NBC or HBO, you sell it to these fast channels. Channels that just kind of come up and then disappear. Or like you buy a Samsung TV and there's a bunch of apps there. And you're like, what the fuck is Freebie? Well, that's what one of these things are. Is uh, like a Roku channel. Um, but uh, yeah, just check out the Beetle, Beetle and Grimm's. Uh, social media they're they're very uh very clear about how to find it um but it's pretty exciting and and if this channel is successful i wouldn't be surprised if you saw your old buddies the glass cannon network doing some stuff there in the future doing some more stuff in the future we're gonna be Uh, on tv though and my hair honestly you think my hair looks crazy now i think it looks worse on the show because they had me all like oh let's fix your hair and i'm like i look like i look like a weirdo so you do kind of look like Kind of like a you page look boy. like a Lego man. I do look like a they, Lego they man. Just like, like everything put is very a haircut onto you. <laughs> and like here, that's how it's supposed to look, right? And I was like, no, you know, they did the same thing for our headshot photos. They were like, all right, we had hair and makeup, and they did our headshots. And I was like, I took a couple pictures, and I was like, can I look at these? And I'm like, that looks terrible. Hold on, perfect. <laughs> Let's take some uh, more. All right, let's get into it here. We'll get into the episode in a second. I've just got a few sidebar questions. First, yes. this is an honest question. Oh, wait, wait. Is my response going to make people angry? Uh, because uh, No, not on this one. Not on this well, one. Well, that's everything I say, but go ahead. Uh, do you like your hair? Yeah, I like my hair. I yeah, don't you're like... happy with what you got going on there? Yeah, I mean, I think there's people who think I'm bald because I always wear a hat, which is so funny. I'm like, I think I have more hair than everyone else combined. Uh, but I don't. I don't like uh, the upkeep of it. You know what I mean? Because like I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And so I can only go and I'm, I'm also an extremist. So I put the hat on. I don't have to worry about it. I've been wearing a hat since I was like 12 baseball caps and stuff. And then you get older. You're like, wait, I, I have a job right. I don't have to look good ever. I'm wearing jogging pants 90% of the time. Uh, but then when I want to do it, I've realized that I'm, I'm entering like the sort of Albert Einstein phase of my life that I enjoy it much more crazy than like. You fix it. You know, we, I pay a lot, uh, for my haircuts and then I, I put a hat on afterwards. And the woman that does my hair is like, what is wrong with you? She's like, I know how much this costs. I'm like, yeah, but I just like the, it grows out better when you have it professionally done. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm, now that I got these new headphones, you might be seeing a little more Troy's hair because it does, it does, uh, this looks kind of fun. <laughs> it does look kind of fun. Uh, next Mad question. Scientists. Also yeah. a serious question. This one, I think. <laughs> Could make people angry. Ooh. There are seven dudes that listen to this show and they're just like ready to pounce. Oh, Troy said something. Here we go. Ask me something. Get ready to set them off. Here we go. This is an important time of year to think about this kind of stuff. (sighs) About giving instead of receiving. Exactly. For once in your life. What? What are you thankful for this, this Thanksgiving holiday? What am I thankful for? What are you thankful? I mean, I'm thankful for for. so, so many things. My Mm -hmm. family, my children. I feel so blessed every day. Um, I'm thankful that we get to do this for a living. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And uh, I'm thankful that my family is healthy. That's huge. Um, Huge. uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. You got anything fun? Anything fun you're thankful for? Family and uh, a great working life 
are, are stupid and not fun. Everybody says that. I didn't you know say I mean? a great you know working life. I just said <laughs> I'm thankful that I get to do this for a living. <laughs> that is kind of true. <laughs> Got a way to go. Big difference. Uh, <laughs> have a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> but it's better than slinging drinks. Uh, anything fun that I'm thankful for? Um, are you thankful for Baldur's Gate 3? Are, are you playing that at all? Like when you're not streaming? Like, do no, you? No, I've yeah. never played it. That hasn't been on stream. So are you I, playing, you know, I said this during the extra life stream. It's so funny when people watch our faster purple worm kill kill. I we're, because it's coming out so far after Baldur's Gate. I am, I guarantee you people be like, Oh, he just stole that from Baldur's Gate three. And do you, you haven't played Baldur's Gate three. So you don't realize that like the whole storyline that I do in the faster purple worm kill kill is kind of like the crux problem of Baldur's Gate three. And I didn't know what Baldur's Gate three was about. I just was like, I want to do something with this monster. And so I started researching those monsters and created a story, uh, based around that. But anyways, no, I'm not thankful for, I'm, I'm thankful for Call of Duty. Though I don't know, man. I'm, <laughs> now that is a fun one <laughs> yeah i don't have any fun sports i love sports how is modern warfare 3 how is it it's great you know i guess there were like uh, there was this whole thing where they like force people to work like 90 hour days to uh put this together um but i've been having a blast with it and i think it's <laughs> Uh, so I appreciate everybody putting in that extra time. You know, I think they just kind of cobble these together year after year. It's kind of like Madden. They have, there's no competition. So they're just like, there you go. And idiots like me, I'm like, yeah, but I have so much fun with it. Uh, cause I just play, uh, the, the multiplayer. I don't do Warzone. I don't do the campaign anymore. And I have a blast. And I think I said to you and McD during the Gloomhaven stream last week, like I was playing for five days. I'm still finding new maps and I, I play a lot. I'm wow. like level, 37 now um, wow yeah so it's it's great am i thankful for it no i'm thankful <laughs> for my family my health and uh you know where where i am this where wonderful I, wonderful easy job you have <laughs> right this really simple job where i i'm thankful for the potential of the glass cannon network That's yeah the I'm potential for the and, you know, uh yeah you know even though we we joke a lot about that oh, job so hard it's just because it is, but like we were very, very blessed to be able to do this. And I, I, I hope that I, I probably don't say that enough because we're always complaining, but, uh, I can't, you can't not be thankful about the fact that we get to play, play games for a living. Even for sure. It's only like half of what we do. Also, um, you say we are always complaining. I think mean, you're doing most of the complaining. I just do it in public. Right. I do you it guys, off air. Yeah. I do. I like, like to, a I professional. Like, <laughs> I give them the real thing and they can't handle it. <laughs> I wish I had coffee right now. No, I think they can handle it. They just don't like it. Uh, I, I, um, yeah. What are you thankful? Do I have to ask you now? No, you don't have to ask me. But I was just going to say, for for Joe? all the same things. I was just, yeah, all the same things. Family, um, uh, that I get to do this for a living. It is wonderful. It's great to be able to do this for a living, and there are a lot of really fun times. But like, it's just like any thing that you do that is uh, that you love and you put passion into especially a small business kind of thing it's just stressful that's all it's just stressful because you you want to put out a lot you want it to be great and it's hard to make great stuff uh, all the time <laughs> and uh it's just stressful that's all uh, and we so work it's not like it's not the, it's yeah. not the easy life but i certainly would take it over just about anything else because you're always going to have stress you know uh it's just uh that it's it's stress but you also get to do really fun things with your friends i was gonna say the goalposts keep moving you know like this landscape of new media not to mention just actual play which is you know i, I we'll throw fine throw us in that category we're certainly part of that like it's constantly evolving and changing we're not using traditional media so the, i think a lot of the stress comes from having to um constantly pivot and move and and be ahead of uh changes and not just trends. follow trends right um and i think we're getting a lot uh, better at that trends we're innovating more so than just following what are you thankful for nash oh let us know in the comments in the youtube comments give us a little uh let us know what you're thankful for this this thanksgiving it's great to be able to do a fodder this week because there is no glass cannon podcast this week yeah yeah, I don't know if people know that, but Thursday night, our traditional stream night for not stream night, but uh, premiere night for new episodes on YouTube uh, is not happening this week. And there will be no episode dropping Friday. So this week is a week off for the Glass Cannon Network. We're here in, on fodder, of course, to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. But yeah, sadly, no new episode this week. It'll be episode 11 will air next Thursday. 
It's a good one too. I've edited 11, 12, 13, and just started 14 today. Like this stretch through the end of the year into the beginning of next year, so hot. I mean, I liked the early stuff, but like now you're really getting into the, the, the deeper mystery and the deeper like what's going on. And I mean, holy shit, not only are we finding our groove and like really figuring out what this new show is. The story is picking up at the same time. So, you know, if you slept on the Glass Cannon podcast for any reason, um, you this is a time to get back into it. It's uh, such good stuff coming up. Such good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've been, I've been really enjoying it. And that's a great segue. Let's get into this week's episode, uh, episode 10 of Campaign 2. Uh, lots to discuss here. What happened? It's the one where uh, we kind of open up with the um, – with Lucky and – uh, not Talitha, Lucky and Zephyr, Zephyr going in the basket to go basket. up and explore the top part. So you do some secret roles here, perception checks, because you know, you dirty son of a bitch, that there's traps, that the floor yeah. is trapped the second you step out of this basket that they take up to the next level. And so you roll behind the screen. What I presume at all times is that you roll two natural 20s. And then lie and say they didn't see anything. Your thoughts? No, if anything, I'm, I'm rolling their perception against the stealth DC of the trap. So That's what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Rolling natural ones. That's what I'm saying. I, and I, I'm saying there's, they succeed, but you just lie about it and oh. say they didn't to <laughs> no, make, it, no, make roll, a better show. I roll. You've seen it from time to time. I think it happened. I want to make sure I'm not getting ahead, but I feel like it happened in a previous episode where I where I rolled and uh, I think I'm, I'm getting, I am getting ahead, but okay. I basically, yeah, no, I do. I live and die by the dice. It makes my job so much easier. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so, so yeah, they don't I'm see it at all. They don't I, see it. They I'm like, settle, let's and they, go. Oh, you're like, you must've been so psyched. Oh so yeah. Juiced. It's great. And uh, you know, hats off to Kate, especially who is like, listen, my character doesn't know that. I want to go explore the room, and she does, and gets sliced by these jets, which for some reason confounded all of you. I'm like, if you put high pressure water that cuts the skin, what what, what don't you understand about that? Everybody was like, what water is making me bleed? Like, yeah, have you ever turned on like a power washer? If you pointed that at your foot, it would cut your toe off. That's yes. what this was. Yes, I don't remember all of the back and forth on that, but I, I do agree that high pressure water can slice your skin right open. Uh, absolutely. I think what I was most confused about is, is this is not a trap. That's the thing is it is by the book a hazard, right? Which a is hazard, what traps yeah. are. But like in this case, it's, it, it's usually trap implies that someone has set this to protect something or harm intruders. And that's just not the case here, right? Like well, this, you don't, this you is don't an have that waiting information. To happen. You don't have that information. You know Get that. Get out of here. Just give us the information. You know that. Um, I'm bringing it up here so I don't speak It's out just of an accident that was waiting to happen. It was something that was let go too long. It's being used incorrectly, um, and it's being overtaxed. I think I used the word overtaxed a mm -hmm. couple times. Um, I'm just trying to see here how it was done. Yeah, I mean, it's, but yeah, it's not a traditional trap, but you don't know. You don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I really don't know what's going on. You know because that the gnomes were fucking with it, and they maybe they didn't realize that they were caused, they were creating a, a problem that you guys happened to set off, or maybe it was something intentional. But if intentional, then what are you trying to be kept away from? And that's unclear. Right. What are we trying to be kept away from, or are they trying to keep other people away? Because it is, it does get very tricky. Uh, I'm going to just jump forward here uh, because I, I want to get into the meat of this, which which is running into these two fae. These like <laughs> I can't remember the first one's name, but the other one Jimmy. was uh, Chibi, 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 and both of these nuts. Both we both of these nuts. We go up against. And it's, it is very confusing because this is now uh, an, uh, like the third room since we've, can't, since we've gone in here that have no oak stewards, have, have no gnomes, have just fey, and they're all attacking us. Like, I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. I thought the oak stewards came here and forcibly took this place over. So, like, why are these creatures still here? Who is their enemy? Is everyone their enemy? Are they just like wild, chaotic, angry beings that hate everyone? Or are they allied with uh, what's his face? You know, I just can't wrap my head around what's going on here. Because I don't know if you're just being slick, uh, lying as this fairy 
to say because very early on in the conversation you say something along the lines of like, oh, what's his name? Boal, but not Boal. Bowfoot or Bolon? Bolon. Bolon is the one who's taken over this place. He is very bad. He's horrible. He's horrible. And so I think, oh, well, we might have an an ally here, right? Enemy of my enemy. And then they're like, I'll see you in hell. (laughs) And and I mean, and I said it in the show, I was like, can't anybody be nice? Like, why does every fae we come across have to be so evil? Yeah, I mean, you've learned from, I can't remember if it was, um, I can't remember any of the characters' names at this point. The uh, the Wood Elf, uh, Fionestra or Lemma, you know, that Bolan wasn't really, uh, he didn't, he didn't make a lot of friends when he was a kid. So he would go into the forest and he would make friends with the, the creatures there, the fake creatures. You know what I mean? So you know that he has, he's better at sort of making friends with fake creatures than he is with humans. And that's kind of helped him, uh, in his, uh, not helped him, but like that's kind of pushed him to where he is today. Like he didn't play well with others, but he does play well with these chaotic creatures. So maybe they're in, in line with him or maybe that. He's just such a poor leader of this place. The Fae are like, oh, the gnomes are gone. Let's go take over. You're, you're not quite sure yet, but you do know that they like were, one of them was invisible and hiding and waiting. And so it seems like an intentional attack. Uh, and it ended up being a real fun kind of crazy. Uh, it felt, it felt like a good Fae fight. Like the Fae's are just doing lots of nasty little annoying shit. Yeah. Um, not a ton of damage, but a color enough. spray yeah. and, uh, that weird song that made Brother Ramius dance. <laughs> oh, that I couldn't was get just that song out of my great. head. It was so good the way you guys played it. Cause I think in the past, it, I could imagine like a skid reaction being like, Oh yeah. All right. Nestor dances, you know, and it's just like, no, it's not that your character feels compelled. It's like, there, there's something happening to them that is so intoxicating that they can't control it. And, uh, I mean, I just, I've watched now, it's been a clip, a social media clip. I just saw it again on the tease for next week. We were just like, oh, oh, what is happening to me? <laughs> I laughed so Did it make the tease hard. for next week? That's Yeah, great. it did make the tease. For <laughs> um, I mean, and that, so that moment there, I remember, uh, Brother Ramius is, he's blinded by color spray, which we'll talk about more in We Are Stupid. He's blinded in color spray and he's, he is, he can't see anyone and he's slowed. He only has two or stunned one. So he only has two actions. And so I, I elect to cast bless and this ends up being huge. huge that one point and it just, goes to show you what a lot of people have been telling us, uh, including Professor Eric, just always reminding you, reminding all of us, the importance of buffs and debuffs in 2E. It just it feels a lot weightier in this game than it did in 1E, and I think that, that it's just because of that crit to regular hit ratio, success to critical success or critical failure ratio. Those plus ones and plus twos are huge. So this bless that Lucky gets takes her hit on the attack of opportunity from a hit to a crit by exactly that one point interrupts his spell, which was, I don't remember. What's the one where you can get blind glitter dust. Glitter dust. Yeah. It was glitter dust interrupted glitter dust. Uh, I mean, just everybody around the table is cheering those moments. Those are the best can't when you're it. around the table and you can't believe how something just came together and all the players are screaming with joy. I mean, it's like watching it. Well, I say this all the time, but it's like sports. I don't get why these nerds hate sports so much. It's like yeah. what you're doing is playing sports. That's what you're doing when you play, sit around and play a game of Pathfinder. Yeah, it's um, a comp- that it's thrill. A competition without being a competition. But right. Yeah, you, you're building, the, you're raising the stakes. And then when you finally get that clutched, I mean, you, the, the emotion <laughs> is, is huge. It was great. It was wonderful. Yeah. I love when that happens. Absolutely. It's just that 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 true feel of the unscripted, you know, event that you can't plan, you couldn't write that when we walked in there that we would fail so badly on color spray. And I think I think you even said it in the episode. You're like this is the best color spray I've ever shot off <laughs> no, in my Pathfinder really career. Is, like yeah. somebody critically failed, somebody else and you only had two targets. One critically failed, the other one failed. So people are blinded, people are stunned. I mean, it was it was a phenomenal use of the spell. Well, and, that's also uh, what and I to love. overcome that was thrilling. 
that's one of the things I love about 2E, and we've probably spoken about this before, is that the spells, you don't, it's not just save or suck. Like, even a success, you get a little annoying little fucking thing. Uh, cause a couple of you succeeded on it, and still were like, uh, stu- I can't remember if you were stunned one or slowed one, you know. I like that there's still, you have to critically succeed usually to have no effect, but a success still has, you take some damage, you have a little penalty. Um, so that's, yeah. that's great. I like that. I, I, I agree. I, I really like that as well. Um, all right. Let's, let's talk a little. We are stupid. Let's look back over the episode. Uh, some of the things we just discussed and kind of go into detail on maybe things we could got a, gotten wrong or uh, just to clarify the way the rules work as we look back at the episode, including some remaster updates. So the, um, the, this was really tricky where, oh, you know, are you flat footed or off guard? Uh, per the remaster parlance, uh, are you off guard when you're blinded automatically? And the way that Professor Eric essentially breaks it down is that when you are blinded, you can't detect anything using vision. That's that, that's you know right out of the out of the books. You can't that precise sense of vision. So unless you have another precise sense, yeah, um, you're you're flat footed. <laughs> we fucked that up. Yes, exactly. So and because. Um, uh, un- if you then go to undetected and the description of undetected, when you're undetected by a creature, that creature is flat footed to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, now changing that terminology to to off guard. I it just is- wish they put that in the text of blinded. You know, it's like a rule that's nested within another rule. And and that's a, kind of an issue with 2E. Maybe they fix this in the remaster is that like usually it's very explicit. Just say in blinded that you're. Uh, your flat. I guess because you're not, because you could have other precise senses. But like, it's like this rule is right. like you can't it's like a ass- Russian doll of a rule. You have to like get to the yeah. That's true. Is. But in some cases, I think that there's a good point to it. I really do. Like, I think that making it a little vaguer like that, or that you have to find you know the connection somewhere else, is by design. Because I think that yeah. yes, there are many creatures that could be blinded and would not be flat-footed to yeah for sure so you can't just put that as part of the text uh i mean maybe you could if you just put in there like remember if you don't have the precise sense if you don't have another precise sense so generally when you're blinded creatures become undetected to you what's tricky is when do they cross over into hidden and you know i think this is uh, an interesting point that uh, professor eric brings up because he mentions that when you do anything a blinded makes everything undetected uh when detected by an undetected thing you're off guard so yes you would be flat-footed you know typically if it's kind of an a equals b equals c kind of thing but when we talk about lucky's attack of opportunity which is a very pivotal part of the episode um we say, can she even take the AOO because she's blind? Now, we said that the creature is not undetected to her because she knows it's right there. She was just she just saw it right before she went blind, etc. Um, and on its face, there's no rule on undetected that you can't be aware of it. So uh, I, I think that the, it does make sense. Uh, but especially when it's casting the spell, this is what he says. The opponent is making a noise. Any noise generally moves it from undetected to hidden. This is something he finds nested in the sneak action. Quote, if you speak or make a deliberate loud noise, you become hidden instead of undetected. So as soon as that thing speaks and it has to to cast the spell, it's hidden instead of undetected to a blind creature. I think that he thinks that we did totally by the book allowing the AOO. It should have had the and this is what I like about it. Instead of putting language in blinded that says you can't take AOOs, you let them take AOOs against a hidden opponent, but you just have a DC 11 flat check. You know what I mean? Like, let people roll dice and try. It's just harder. That's all. She hit the attack and crit the attack and hit the the flat check. So let it happen. I I thought it was a great ruling and I thought it, it made for a really, really fun episode. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what that flat check's for. Yeah. I don't know. I find the... The, undete- the precise sense, undetected, hidden stuff. It's still, I, I've read it a million times. And then once we get into it, I'm always like, 
but I don't want to slow down the game while we're recording. You know, I, I want to get it as right as possible, but I want to, it's about, it's not only keeping the pace up of the episode, but I find that if we like stop the recording, let's make sure we get this hundred percent right. And then take 10 minutes. We lose a lot of the momentum of how we're playing. And, and that, tra- that sort of translates to how the game feels as a viewer. So that's the beauty of cannon fodder, but unfortunately, because we're so far ahead, sometimes we we miss this. But I just I, I think it should be convoluted. Um, convoluted isn't the right word. I think it should be a little complicated, a little bit complex. Um, but this is like the one sticking point that goes back to the first time I read it, being like, "Let me read this again." Precise, imprecise, hidden under tech. It just for some reason it won't it won't imprint on my brain, no matter how many times yeah. I go back to it. I, I, I like to try to get a, a shorthand. It doesn't bother me at all. I, I actually have kind of an easy time with it. I don't think that I get it right 100% of the time, but like it, it's not as complicated as it sounds. However, I think that in trying to find a shorthand for it, I think that it's pretty safe to say, unless you really believe that the PC has absolutely no idea where a character is for whatever reason that's the only time they're undetected usually if they can't see them but they're in a fight they're hidden Th- that is usually the case undetected you would have to be hiding yeah. stealthing you know successfully stealthing somebody would have to be blind or have no idea they're even in the room such as both of these nuts at, during the dialogue and at the start of that fight that creature is as undetected as you get we had no idea that creature was in the room undetected you know it's funny it's like i know it okay i sometimes i feel more confident than others you know it pretty well but you make mistakes too. If I offered any of the other players a hundred dollars and gave them a four question quiz on it, they would get all four questions wrong. They don't know. They don't know it at all. And so we have we have no help. I'm yeah. gonna say this is your this is your Christmas break homework is uh, really study this. Yeah, it, it and it the reason to study it is that it does come up a lot. Yeah, because. There are conditions that dazzle you. They make people concealed. There's there's dim light. There's low light. There's whatever that creates these concealment versus hidden versus, you know, now this creature is in darkness, but it's making noise. It's now hidden as opposed to undetected. Like there's uh, it does get tricky, but trying to use those capital undetect capital U undetected capital H hidden words appropriately and and nailing them down is important but ultimately at the end of the day it, it's i think it's better to, to lean most of the time in a dicey situation on hidden rather than undetected because at least let you roll the die i mean that's a 50 yeah. percent mischance that's pretty brutal you have to not only do you have to hit the attack you also have to you know do flip a coin after that so i i feel like generally if i were to be running a game i'd be like when in doubt just say it's hidden. Always just roll a flat check rather than being getting into an argument about whether you can even try or not. Just let them try. You know, that's yeah. kind of the way I think about it. I think as a player, sometimes you're like, well, I'm not a rogue, so I don't have to worry about sneaking too much. I'm not a wizard who's going to be casting invisibility on myself. I'm not going to spend too much time digging into this. But then you forget that, like, even if you're a fighter or, uh, you know, a, a druid or whatever, somebody else might be casting those spells on you. Or, like, it may, may, may be casting invisibility on you. Or maybe you're stuck in situations where you do have to uh, stealth, even though you're not a rogue. And so I think it's easy to gloss over those rules, but we could all, that's something we could all spend a little more time with because it does come up over and over and over again. And every time I'm prepping for these scenarios, I start over from the beginning reading it. And then we get into it. I'm like, damn it, I'm not 100% sure because I study it every single time. Yeah. I mean, I spend a, a lot of time with the rule book uh, and it's still in the, in the throes of the game, especially in a live show where there's no safety net. Like, well, oh, let's stop for a second. You just got to kind of roll with it, but uh, it keeps things going. And I think we generally do a pretty good job with it. Yeah, I think so too. And at the end of the day, you don't have to be 100%. You just don't have to be. You know, you just have to, we'll get as close as we can, but keeping it moving is what's most important. And yeah. that, that, and that's not just because it's a show. Like you do the same thing at your table. If everybody is looking forward to stopping and reading up on a rule, great. That sounds like a, you know, that's a fun game if that's your game. But like generally most tables, like just make a ruling and keep it moving. And usually it's better to let people roll dice. So yeah. that's why I say err on the side of hidden. Let people roll flat checks and just keep it moving. Yeah, before flat checks, we'd be like, just roll a D20. 
And, yeah. uh, you know, we would just make, make that up because you, you kill the momentum. Even, even if you're not recording, you just kill the momentum of a combat. You're building this crescendo up. You know, if we had spent too much time on it, her crit means so much less now. You know, it's like, oh yeah. It's different when it's like, uh, 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 explosions of joy. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a pacing, uh, thing that it, it works. It, it works for both a show and a home game. So as we released, um, fodder last week or as we recorded fodder last week i didn't have uh the the new player core book the new remaster rule book i have yeah. it now started digging in it's very interesting a game with no ability scores with no alignment it's a very uh it's different you know uh but starting to wrap my head around basic concepts but like i said i barely dipped my toe in just starting to look at it uh but professor eric when it comes up is going to just remind us of little things that that uh they little choices that they've made and here's two quick examples one color spray it's had to get remastered man it's it's now dizzying colors purely a name so change fucking dumb i hate it so <laughs> i know but yeah dude it's it's not it's it's the fault of the American legal system. <laughs> I don't know if it is, but uh, you know, uh, whatever. Okay, <laughs> rainbow juice, rainbow juice. We could remaster our own. I think we'll call it rainbow juice. We're going to call it rainbow yeah, juice. I mean, I get it. I, I know you. You have to do. It. It's just like <laughs> so annoying. Also, maybe it's just a, it's a bad name. <laughs> Dizzy <Yes>. colors. Dizzy <laughs> colors. <laughs> <laughs> they left the new guy write that name. I'm sorry. Somebody could be listening and they wrote the name. I know. It's, I know. it's not a great name. Well, look, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's not easy to, to rename these iconic things. It's, it's no. not easy. Um, this is interesting, though. This is very interesting considering this episode. Uh, Bless has been updated and, wait for it, LaValle, oh. buffed. <gasps> Dude, huge buff to bless when you cast bless in tui i was like this spell is terrible <laughs> it it starts as a five feet emanation and that increases by five feet every round that you spend in action sustaining it right, right. uh so it's it's like it, it was so hard for me to wrap around how this would actually be worth doing in combat in this situation it ended up working out because whatever long story but uh the new remastered version of Bless, it starts at 15 feet of burst instead of five. It triples the the area. Then it automatically stays there for a minute. You don't have to sustain it. But you could choose to spend an action to sustain it and extend it by 10 feet for every time you do that. Huh. So, does it stay centered on you or does it stay centered on where you cast it? It's, it's centered on you. Okay. It, it, it boils it out from you. from your holy spirit. So in one round, 15 feet, that makes it so much more of a viable first level spell. A plus one to all your allies within 15 feet. Then if you spend an action, you're already at 25 feet. One more action, you're at 35 feet. And, and wow. that's just... And by the way, I think those actions have to be like in consecutive rounds. Sure. Like you can't just spend three actions the next round increasing at 30 feet. I don't right. think uh, I'll dig into the rules on that, but um, that was a huge buff and, uh, and I love it. So thank you, professor Eric for pointing that out. I'm going to go look that up in the player core and, uh, and just double check that I'm, that I'm getting it right. But yeah, uh, I, I thought something was wrong with bless. So I'm really glad that we'll they, be that using they the poor it. man's bless until further notice. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Don't make me do it. Come on. Brother Rabius is struggling as it is. We'll be using color spray and old-fashioned crappy bless. <laughs> old-fashioned crappy bless. Is that uh, that's going to be our rename of it? It's just crappy bless. Crappy bless. I'll be casting crappy bless. <laughs> uh, at first level, I have prepared crappy bless. All right. Let's get into a quick listener mail before we get out of here. I'd like to get a take a question from the nation. Okay. On this Thanksgiving holiday. So just let me know when it's over. It's what did you say? I can't hear the song, so let me know. Oh, right. Oh. You're way off. You're way off. Uh, it is over what Fucking I... It was blasting in my ears, and so I didn't quite hear you. What I thought you said was, I don't care what this question is. Just let me know when it's over. <laughs> like dude ease off that as well no i don't know ease this is off where... on on eric uh not professor eric another eric uh 
Let's fire some people up. What do you got? I don't know where you're from. I don't know where you're from, Eric. Eric, um, Irk. thank you for writing in. Guys, in case you don't know, you can always write in contact at glasscannonnetwork.com. Subject line, listener mail. And you can write in with a question. We'll answer it here on air. And you can type instead of writing and, and sending a right. screenshot of a, a hand letter. Yep. You could type it in. Uh, right. You could even do that and, and send it via digital mail. Three. You can also, if you're uh, a member of our Discord, you can also just go to the Cannon Fodder. I think it's on the Cannon Fodder channel on Discord. And there's a pinned listener mail thing right there where you can go to a form and submit your question that way. So lots of ways to get us questions. Dude, I spent some time on mail. the Discord last week cleaning up, giving it a little winter cleaning. Our Discord is pretty great. Yeah, um, it's you know, a great I, space. I've been joining other discords non-gaming related and just kind of seeing what they do for their uh, you know kind of bolster conversation in the community and whatnot and uh so i spruce it up a little bit and uh yeah it's getting there it's getting there it's a fun place to hang people love discord people love discord uh all right eric writes in hey troy and joe eagle Hi. eagle-eyed viewers can catch joe o'brien at the faster purple worm kill kill table in the trailer which by the way is news to me wow i've watched it twice and i didn't see any of us i didn't see any of us i didn't say anybody i even know so i'd be another bearded dude i'm pretty sure you just saw another bearded irishman um <laughs> I, but i have to be honest i only watched it once i know you talked about this when you filmed it and you were keeping it hush hush but now that it is about to air can we hear more about that experience uh thank you for the question that's a great question uh now that it's out there i think we can talk a little bit more about it we obviously mentioned it pre-show just about the you know the show coming out and stuff like that but let's talk about the experience for a second because this was really fascinating to see tabletop actual play in this nature you know getting this kind of love and attention you know from our introduction into this business has always been on our own by ourselves in apartments and then, you know, into studios that we rented in the city and stuff like that. This was the first time for me, I, I don't know for you, I think it's for you as well, that we saw this as part of a, you know, Los Angeles Hollywood production, television production. Um, and it was really, really neat and kind of fascinating to be a part of. Uh, you, you did two shows and over two different days, right? Or did you do them in the same day? Um. I think I did them on the same day. Yeah, I think I filmed one in the morning and then came back and ran. Uh, yeah, I did. That was the same day. I filmed one in the morning and then uh, came back and did one that night. It was crazy because I took like a red eye, got into my hotel at like three in the morning, uh, three in the morning, but it was really six in the morning for me. Slept for a couple hours, showed up on set. They brought me in there to do this one show where I was a player. And it was just like me and four women, a uh, uh, female GM and then three other women. And uh, and a couple of them had never played D&D. And so I was like, like Kate Micucci had never really played. And so like during little breaks, I'd be like, you're doing great. Don't worry about the rules. Nobody knows the rules. Uh, <laughs> Nobody the rules knows don't the rules. matter. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was a really fun experience. And and seeing that, we had seen it before when you and I visited Geek and Sundry a couple of years back during one of our LA yes. trips. Remember we had seen a little bit of kind of how it works, but that was like Geek and Sundry was on uh, life support at that point. We saw, um, we saw Jason Bullman. Yeah, we saw uh, Bullman do uh, um, Crypt of Quest Denver, for the Everflame or John or something. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking of Quest for the Frozen Flame. Uh, and, uh, but that was Knights, a much smaller Knights of the Ever, scale, Knights of like a couple cameras and very tight space. This was like yeah. a full on, little bit of a studio audience. Well, it had and, a live uh, studio audience, which was really cool. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've got to be on TV sets before. I did a couple things that never, you know, I got cut out of and everything. But it had been a while since I had uh, done something like that. And you know, it was kind of cool because we were also at that point getting ready to start production on Gatewalkers. So it was fun to see, you know, how, oh. how far we had come along and like kind of where we could be at some point. And um, it was really yeah, it was fun. I mean, to me, it was, so it was the first time I was ever that I can remember ever like on, on TV. Like I, I had went to David Letterman, you know, I had gone to G not Jimmy Kimmel. Who's the, uh, the guy in Jimmy Fallon. Like I have been in the studio audience for TV shows and you kind of see like the vibe, but I've hadn't been on one before. And it was really neat to like, even from being in the green room and we were with such great people because, you know, we played with Jared and Mary Lou and Alicia Marie. Paula Deming was there because she had done a show, I think earlier that day. And so yeah. she was just hanging out and 
to all just be hanging out in the green room was really fun. And then it's like hair and makeup. You go to the hair and makeup person and they're doing me all up and they're super friendly and fun. And uh, then you run into like Nora Ibrahim, who's kind of acting as like a producer, production coordinator, you know, it's like yeah. on the floor, like, and she's asked me, how are you doing? You feeling all right? Do you need anything? You know, it's just amazing. And then they put us backstage and they have this audience out there. And there's a, you got somebody right next to you, a producer with like a, you know, a, 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 a mic, uh, whatever, a headset mic, who's like talking to somebody quietly that you do. All right. And you're ready for Joe Ryan. Okay. We're ready for you. <laughs> and then you like walk out, you know, I mean, it was just really, really cool. And all for just playing a game of, of D and D, you know, I mean, it was just yeah. really, really neat to, uh, to be part of that whole, that whole thing. Uh, and, and you're right. When I was sitting there, it was so funny. Like I remember being on the show, like it's live, we're taping, you're describing the scene. And I'm looking at the light rigging, the lighting rigging. <laughs> and I'm like, here, I'm like, how many more lights do we need or less lights do we need to like light this many people's faces? You know, I'm looking at like how many cameras do they have and how far apart are the cameras? You know, it's so funny. It was running through my head the whole time. It was such a great opportunity for intelligence gathering for how you shoot a TV version of, of tabletop, you know? Yeah, it was fun to see it all come to fruition because, you know, I become friendly with Lillard uh, right at the beginning of COVID when um, Beetle and Grimm started working with Paizo. They they set up an invite and to talk with each other. And then they said, hey, do you want to you want to guess one of the things? So I guess and we just we just kind of hit it off. And uh, so then very early on into us chatting, he was like, hey, can I call you? I was like. Yes, Matthew Lillard, you can call me. We'll <laughs> chat. And he was talking about this idea for a show called Faster Purple Worm Kill Kill. He's like, it's this thing we've done a few times. And so this like, is I, three years ago. This basically. is three years ago. He's like, I, I, you know, I, we were thinking about we want to do something bigger with it. And he's like, I don't know if Glass Cannon Network would be right for it or not, but like, um, you know, I just want to kind of pick your brain. And then he came and saw, this was before he even saw us perform, um, when he came at Gen Con a couple of years back and, uh, you know, we had one of the best shows ever, which was, was excellent timing. Um, and, uh, you know, that friendship is sort of blossomed. And so he reached out to me about this. He's like, I would love for you to have you guys be a part of it. And he, he's like, I'd love, we're not really doing this for anyone, but I'd love to have like one episode that is like a glass cannon episode. He's like, you tell me who you think you want to work with and we'll see what we can, what we can do. And so I, I got to kind of handpick the cast and that made all the difference in the world because so many of these groups were just kind of thrown together. Let's sprinkle a couple of celebrities with a couple of, of nerd gamers in the space and see what happens. Like, I'd play with you guys a hundred times, never with this particular group, but he made him all the inside jokes, the pacing, the timing. We, we've worked together for so long. It made all the difference. And I've heard through the grapevine that the, the episode that I run that you're in was one of the executives like favorite episodes. And it really, and I, I think it has so much to do with you and I working together for so long. We were like, this show has a very specific conceit, you know, and I won't get into it. Watch the show. You'll see. They all have a, how do we, how do we throw rocks at that conceit? How do we do something a little bit different? And I think you'll you'll see it in this episode. Uh, it's it's great. I can't wait to watch it. I feel like it's going to happen. I'll be like, well, I missed it, you know. Um, but well, that could happen. That's why, like, be very diligent if you want to check this out. You got to be diligent about you know. I don't know if any of these are. Hopefully, they'll hit YouTube at some point down the line or whatever. But like right now, that's not the case. If you want to see it, you got to watch it live. It is it's a live event, and it is nowhere else. So uh, keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye on our social media. We're going to blast out as well yes, when we know sure. it's coming. But it'll probably be up against us. It'll probably be a Thursday night, but it also airs at 9 p.m. Pacific. So if you're on the West Coast, you could totally watch it. You know, after our show is over, uh, but. After our Thursday night show is over. But yeah, it's it's wild. It's fucking improvised. But like it was so cool because I I had a meeting with the production team before I went out there to kind of pitch my story. I had to like start by pitching my monster. And the first monster I wanted to do wouldn't work um, because it didn't really they didn't really have the rights for it. And it was like, okay, uh, well, the and then five minutes after the call, I was like, I've got it. And I sent them the I started looking through my D D compendiums and I was like, I've got it. How about this monster? They're like, let's go. So then I wrote the one sheet of like, here's the story and here's what I'm thinking. And they were like, Great. But day of, I'm sitting back there with the production team. They're like, All right, let's go through the beats again. Okay. What about this? What about that? And then I'm like walking to set to like get ready to record. And one of the Beetle and Grimm's guys pulled me over. He's like, you know, instead of this thing, why don't we just do this? And it like completely changed something that I was going to do. I was like, okay. Um, 
And we're just like on the spot. I'm like, well, if I do that, then I have to do this, that bump. And he's like, great. We high fived. I went backstage and the show in that moment had like a major change seconds before we went wow. to the taping. Yeah. So it's just well, you'll a have really- to tell us after, you know, most people get to see it, maybe a couple of months from now, if it, if it's on VOD or whatever and people yeah. can see it, tell us, you know, what that was, what that change was. Cause I'd love to know. Just a really cool experience. And you know, this stuff, this is, this is what I want us to be doing is, is more of this. And, uh, you know, I'm yeah. excited for people to see it. Yep. And it certainly has that feel when we're at campaign too. I mean, it's just amazing. Like all through Giant Slayer, we never had producers in the room. You know, we never had other people shooting it or recording it for us so that we could just focus on having fun and playing. We were always thinking about the equipment, always thinking about the lines, always trying to find audio problems that you were hearing while someone else was taking their turn. And to have that all off our plate is amazing. And so that's why I'm, I'm having so much fun with Gatewalkers and, uh, Honestly, like, I can't wait to get back in the studio. We're back in there next week after back Thanksgiving next break. Week. We're back in there next week, and I cannot wait to play again. Uh, I've got some Brother Ramius ideas cooking I want to share with you. So. Yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, we've recorded so much stuff that you're about to see that I think is some of the best stuff we've ever recorded. And I feel that same excitement, and that's what you have to have. If we're not excited, if we're not passionate about what we're doing, it it shows, and you can feel it. And I think people are really fired up to get back in the room as well. Like, we're at a really... We're in a really good place. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, spend a little time with us on this on this Thanksgiving week. Go uh, eat some pie. Yeah. Go eat some pie. Uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow. If you happen to be listening to us uh, on the day. Man, I'm having a great time. I'm with a bunch of family on Thanksgiving. 25 of us getting together, including some family that we have not had Thanksgiving with for over 20 years. So I'm very, very excited for for that. So it's going to be a great, great holiday weekend, a great break from everything, and then back at it next week, and we'll have fodder next week as well. So uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good holiday. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at jointhenache.com. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.